spring? Is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbirds styles. Meet the Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. That means more comfort and less baggage. Experience how Allbirds is redefining comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24. Common sense. It's not so common anymore. That's why we need Scott Inez more than ever. It's time for Inez Says. And away we go as we take this podcast on a hump day on a Wednesday, November 8th. Welcome to the Inez Says Podcast. I am Scott Inez. Thanks for climbing aboard today. You can find the podcast all over the place, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the front page of the WDBO app. And I invite you to join me every single weekday morning for Orlando's Morning News with Scott Inez, 5 to 9 a.m. on WDBO 107.3 FM and AM 580. All right, let's go ahead and catch up with Brian Kilmeade today. Brian, who, by the way, has a great new book out. It's called Teddy and Booker T, How Icons Teddy Roosevelt and Booker T Washington Blazed a Path for Racial Equality. Check it out. Go get it wherever you get your books. You can hear Brian every weekday, 9 and noon on WDBO. And we begin today with Tuesday's election results nationally. Here's that chat with Brian now. Republican Tate Reeves retaking the governor's seat in Mississippi. Andy Bashir, the Democrat, wins in Kentucky. Virginia does not turn red in that state legislature. And Ohio abortion measure, marijuana measure, they both pass. So are there any takeaways from last night's elections that we can kind of forge ahead and, and look toward next year here? Uh, number one, yet the Republicans did not have a good night. And it's all about abortion. Still, this same thing, we were having the same conversation in 2020. Glenn Young can say I'll get ahead of it by putting a 15-week abortion thing up there. He had a disaster. He wanted to flip the House and, you know, and keep the Senate, and it, he lost both. So this is a disaster for him. So he was on a roll. He felt as though he was the alternative. Money's coming to him. Please run. Well, definitely 2028, you know he's going to be in there. And now after he put all his political capital and energy behind it, I think it's a huge setback for him mm. uh, and Virginia. And I think that it comes down to, is anyone happy with crime in the border? Is anyone happy with foreign policy? No. They ran on the abortion issue. So they, Republicans have not figured out how to run with the overturn of Roe v. Wade. It's the only thing that's sustaining uh, Democrats. Mm-hmm. And that's the only thing you walk away with. In, in Mississippi, no one's looking to make a change. Um, you know, on Long Island, a lot of people listening are from Long Island. Now it's, it's almost solid red. And that's a huge change. Again, that's where Lee Zeldin, Suffolk County, the Suffolk County executive, which if people don't know Long Island, it is uh, is more dense in many states. And you have Suffolk and Nassau. And Nassau went with Bruce Blakeman, flipped Republican last cycle. And now the Suffolk County executive is a Republican. So that's a, that's a good sign, again, in a in a very blue state. But the other stuff is they can, there's not much good takeaway mm. if you're a Republican. Yeah, interesting. You, you talked about the abortion issue. It's no doubt a divisive issue. Democrats pouring a whole heck of a lot of money into it. And, and we see how this may be playing out uh, come next year. Is abortion perhaps a, a kryptonite for 
a Donald Trump. I mean, I'm, I'm looking at all the polls, and right now, at, at least in a CNN poll, Trump up nationally by four percentage points. Is abortion a Trump kryptonite for next year against Joe Biden? You know, to his credit, he said, uh, and he got crap for it. He said, the abortion is not a good issue for us. Uh, we got to take that off the table. And, you know, uh, we have to. And everyone said, what do you mean it's not a good issue? You, you're the one who, you know, uh, Roe v. Wade. Uh, we should embrace that. And Republicans jumped all over him. But he has good political instincts. And he says, doesn't matter if you're pro-life or, or pro-choice. America is not all pro-life. Over 55% isn't. So, you know, no one's over after over 26 weeks. So is there a compromise there? And by the way, forget about the actual issue of uh, the actual baby. Uh, they thought they had a great messaging issue, and maybe it's still there with the, when the baby feels pain. That's after 15 weeks. So I think Donald Trump, if anyone come up with this, Donald Trump, you know, he's the one who put those justices in place, and they looked at that legislation, and they, and they flipped it, got it. And since that time, uh, Trump has said, we'll work something out. And and the evangelical audience went crazy, but he might have been right. Interesting. What do you, what do you make of the censuring of Congresswoman Rashida Tlaib? This censure vote apparently happened last night. It wasn't expected until today, but I, I guess they moved it up because the guy who introduced the vote, Rich McCormick, congressman, his staff was getting death threats. So what do you make of the censure vote of Ms. Tlaib here? I did not know about the death threats. That's news to me. I don't know how passing it uh, alleviates death threats, but I know McCormick is a very impressive guy. I think he was a he was a chaplain in the military, actually served in combat too, and this is his first term. But no doubt about it, she deserves it. No doubt about it, they weren't contrite. Usually, well, sorry about that. Won't happen again. Yeah. Instead, they doubled and tripled down. You had Elon Omar screaming. You had Bowman, Mr. <laughs> Pull the Fire Alarm and then deny it, screaming, yelling, challenging. Uh, and then you had uh, Tlaib, you know, blubbering that, you know, Palestinians are people too, which I'm pretty sure we know. But the problem was what prompted all this action? And then what prompted you you leading a thirty writing a second thirty or sixty second spot condemning uh, Israel and condemning Joe Biden? So you had a lot of Democrats vote for censuring him. I think twenty two uh, voted for censuring her. But I, I worry that she became a martyr. We'll see what happens. The ones who there are three voted present, one Republican voted present. Everybody else voted to censure her. So I mean she's an embarrassment, but she represents so many other people in the Democratic Party. I, I feel like. They were in the beginning. Isn't it nice to see that type of enthusiasm with the next generation of lawmakers? Joe Biden said, you guys are great. I really enjoy watching. I enjoy your enthusiasm. Let's work together. Great. Mm -hmm. And now he's seeing them all turn on him. As soon as they disagree, they turn on the guy. So the story for the longest time, Scott, was Republicans can't pick a speaker. They blew each other up, how eight people control the whole party. That changed on a dime. Now the Democrats are scratching each other's eyes out. Mm -hmm. And you have people on the outside like Bill Maher saying, what the hell happened uh, to the party? And uh, Hollywood divided. All, all Democrats, but a lot just say Israel was attacked in a way that would can't, it doesn't even seem human. And yet all we have is Palestinian protests uh, against Israel. Mm. And we watched um, we watched a big protest in New York last night. Well, when you basically called for the annihilation of a nation, if that's not worthy of, of censure, I don't know what is. Meantime, let's go back to uh, former President Trump. He leads in that CNN poll, 49-45 over Biden. He leads in many swing states. I think I saw him up by as much as 11 percent in Nevada right now. If Joe Biden is looking at these polls, I know it's a year out. But if you're not scared at this point, I don't know when you are. What do you make of these polls? Year, a year out from the election, Brian. 
is very encouraging uh, for Trump and Nikki Haley, and I believe head-to-head DeSantis wins too. So I think that's very encouraging. I think he's a terrible president. And if Donald Trump was making these decisions, I'd tell you right now, terrible president. He's got to go. But almost every one of Donald Trump's decisions looks better because Joe Biden did the opposite, and it's been a disaster. So the best thing to happen to, Joe, to, to Donald Trump is Joe Biden, because it's no longer, what would that businessman do? And what would Joe Biden do? Bring us back to normalcy. What would that businessman do? He'll be unhinged. He'll get us into a million wars. Well, you know, Donald Trump's anything, you know, he's unique. He was attacked ridiculously, but he, he did make things worse by the way he went at him in some ways. Got it. But know what he said now? I'm just going to leave my record on the wall. Just just take a look at it mm-hmm. and compare it to what you're living through now and see how it, how it goes. Yeah. Don't look at my campaigns. Don't look at my messaging. Uh, don't look at the, the size of the crowds. Don't even look at my court cases. Just look at what I did. Anybody want that back? Mm-hmm. And almost everyone's saying yes. And nobody can believe it. Almost every expert just says, I don't get it. Remember January 6th? Mm-hmm. He's got 91 charges and four indictments, and then he's got this he got this civil trial. Yeah, 91 charges, I mean, <laughs> including this kangaroo court in New York City right now. I'm no lawyer, Brian, but man, I like how can anybody look at this so-called trial and go, yeah, that's legit? I mean, th- this trial is a, is a joke. The judge is a joke. The camera-loving attorney general is a joke. Is this a banana republic or what? So you know, I wrote this down yesterday. While he's on the stand, they didn't. Number one, they yell. The, the judge says to Don Jr., "You got to slow down. Stop with the New York uh, speed uh, speed talking." Excuse me. <laughs> I'm on trial for my career uh, and my and my the future of my company. I'm talking too fast for you. Screw you. Number two. Yesterday, two days ago, the judge said, "I am not here to listen to what you have to say." He's on the stand. Yeah. And then if you can't control your client, I will. Well, what are you going to do? It's a civil trial. You put him on trial. You want to hear from him, and and he's going to go on again, you know, on on cross examination, or he's going to get his defense up there, and you don't want to hear from him. And then in the se- after lunch, he he apologized. But I mean, think about this judge. He's been doing this for fifty years. He's a total activist. He's sitting there saying he's already concluded that the that Trump's a fraudster, and Trump said, "Yeah, you don't even know me before we even started here." He goes, "I want a jury." And evidently, you know, don't tell me. I get a different explanation every lawyer I talk to why there's no jury trial. But it was not Trump's choice uh, to not have a jury trial. But do you know, I know what I want, uh, Scott. I, it's somebody out there today. Talk to a Democrat that will not vote for Trump and just say, what is your perception of what's going on in New York? Because I have not seen anyone. You know, I always, I always put on the other channels. And I want to see if someone, you know, with the, with the Russia thing, we always saw all those Watergate guys say this is worse than Watergate. Okay. Uh, and end up being totally wrong. Right. But they were going off. This is the worst. And he's colluding with Vladimir Putin and he right. wants to get a, a hotel and he's got to build a he's, – he's sacrificing the country to build a hotel in Moscow. Right, right. Russian agent in the White House. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But we, I don't even see that. Yeah. I, I see these lawyers saying, well, you know, Donald Trump got himself in trouble with that statement. Instead of the glory, you know, the, the gleeful reporting, they're kind of, I get the sense they're kind of looking at each other and going, this yeah. is even over the top for us. Right. Thanks to Brian Kilmeade for climbing aboard the Inez Says podcast today. That's going to wrap it up for the podcast. I invite you to join me on the radio every single weekday morning. Orlando's Morning News with Scott Inez, 5 to 9 a.m. on WDBO 107.3 FM and AM 580. I'll see you next time.
Spring? Is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbirds styles. Meet the Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. That means more comfort and less baggage. Experience how Allbirds is redefining comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24.